Hello, welcome to In My Mug. It is episode 648. I am really excited because we have some fresh origins with us. Roland, what we, we do? We have got Bolivian coffee. It is here. Oh, yeah, it's been very much looking forward to this one. Um, so Bolivia, it's normally been about kind of six months harvesting wise away from uh, the Central American coffees that we get in the summer. However, climate change and yes, yeah, some little delays in shipping, particularly around uh, the pandemic. These really delayed things a little bit. So these would normally have been reaching us maybe January, February. It's pushed on a little bit now. We're really excited that they're here. And our first one is from Don Carlos. Okay. So Don Carlos uh, is one of the group of farms uh, run by AgriCafe, who are an amazing company. You can find out about them on the internet. They won some awards for sustainability last year, but they are just amazing people with an amazing program, both in how they farm coffee, but also in how they support farmers in the local area, both uh, very traditional farmers that they've been processing coffee and exporting coffee with for many years. So lots of our very long, long-term relationships in Bolivia have been through them, but also, uh, almost growing new farmers. So they're using new techniques. They've got lots of agronomic advice that they're providing to new farmers or new groups of people who are working on the farms that they've set up. So it's kind of this perfect dream of all that work that we want to see happening at Origin, they are making it happen. So every time we kind of drink coffee from them, it's a part of that story and it kind of supports all of our ideals and values and what we want to see happening at Origin. And there's lots of ways in which this kind of had to happen. So Bolivia, in terms of its coffee production, is almost like the 10% of what it was 10 or 11 years ago now. It's really tiny. And it's really expensive for lots of practical reasons for them to grow coffee there. So being a commodity producer, doing generic, is really not an option in Bolivia. It's not paying the bills and going towards that specialty side of things, producing great flavor and great quality. Cafe really led the way with that. And what they were seeing was because of that price point, because that meant they were really struggling to make money, lots of farmers were stopping and weren't growing coffee anymore. They were moving into growing something else or just going to work in the cities and moving away. And actually Don Carlos, who this farm is named after, he was one of the, the employee that very, very senior, important employee for Cafe, who actually said, look, you need to buy the land, do it yourself, take control of that element and have some farms. And we can use that to help other farmers, all these people who are delivering coffee to us, understand how they can do better practice and get better results and grow themselves yeah. and be part of that. So, yeah, really great and important step that has produced some delicious coffees and we've seen a lot of the smaller producers we work with they've been sustainable now for a lot of quite a few years now in a way that we're kind of seeing stability we hadn't seen say 10 eight nine years ago we weren't yeah. seeing that so before we get into the taste of the coffee which is amazing i'm really enjoying but let's not peak too soon new coffee from a container that arrived earlier this week. And because I'm not a roaster, I'm always really kind of 
interested, excited in how we translate, you know, sacks of raw product into something that we can get in customers' hands by the end of the week. You know, what is that journey from coffee that we've bought? So we already already know that it tastes good, but to refining that roast profile and kind of batching it up so that we can we can set it within my mind. So the first time we'll have tasted this coffee was late last year. And that was before it got sailing, when it was still in Bolivia, and we got a little sample of it sent over, and we do a sample roast on it. Now a sample roast is really quick, really easy. It's kind of middle of the road. It's not a great roast. It's not a terrible roast. It gives you something very generic, but it lets us taste the coffee and really understand those flavor profiles that's there and judge the coffee on the quality of the beans, not the roasting. Yeah. Now, by the time it gets here, we've already got that under the belt. We know what the coffee tasted like and we've got an idea of what to expect. This year, the coffee's very much like it has been in previous years. This is the washable bond from the Don Carlos farm and it delivers some very similar flavors to last year and the year before that. Now, that's really important because when we know those flavor profiles are similar, we know it's probably gonna roast in a similar way. Not always, yeah. but we've got a good starting point. We then do a small roast of it. So for us, that's probably a kilo. We're gonna roast a kilo of the coffee and we've got a good idea where we think it's gonna be. Now for me, for Bolivian coffee, that usually means medium dark, not that dissimilar to where we take something like our El Salvador's, Guatemalans, through the crack, looking for those first pops a second on the drop. Not too That's slow. That's roster language there. Through the crack, on the drop, something else about spots. I don't know. Loving it. So, what we need to remember is overall roast level wise, this is not a super dark roast. It's not one that we've dragged out and slowed down. Neither is it on the lighter end. It's certainly not in those kind of floral acidic flavors I'd associate with Africa or with the Yergachev. So we don't want to go too quick. We don't want to go too slow. We're not going to go too dark because again, the coffee here, it's got lots of natural sweetness to it and lots of depth of chocolate flavors that come kind of inherently in that coffee. So we don't want to overplay that game. On the other hand, we don't want super light either. We're not looking at florals. Is there a kind of deeper flavor to that? A lot of it is about knowing the, the origin and it sounds, so to say this, but it is very much tactile. I know what those coffees sound like and smell like and have a good experience of them in the past and they're pretty consistent. This happened, so we, we went to Gary as the head roaster. He's done a roast of this, used his instinct as to where he thinks it's gonna go and then we drink it. And it becomes a really simple process now. We, we taste it, we look for, are the flavors right? Is it tasting too dark and roasty? Is it tasting underdeveloped? Maybe peanut tea, vegetal, those kind of flavors? It's not. Maybe some go down the wrong way. <laughs> Trying to talk and drink at the same time. No, for me, that roast bang on where we want it. So we know our, our instincts are about right there. So we probably won't tweak this. If we thought we weren't happy with it, we then go back another go at Kilo. And I think one of the one of the privileges we have here is we have lots of different sized roasting machines and a very small team of roasters, three or four people who are roasting coffee. 
And because they're working with different coffees across those different machines every day, they're really learning how they can manipulate the different pieces of equipment to achieve similar results across them so that their flavors stay the same. Um, for me, you know, this is my first Bolivian coffee of the year or for probably the last kind of nine months. And it's always a really comfortable place. It's, all, it's always delivering kind of a balance between kind of the more traditional flavors you get from Brazil and maybe the more exotic flavors you get from Central America. It's somewhere in between, so it has a little more acidity than Brazil, a little more character, but it still has some of that kind of milk chocolate, real depth of sweetness. This one's actually quite delicate. Um, the flavor is chocolate, but yeah. it isn't uh, a rich, heavy coffee. And actually, you brewed this in a Chemex, right? I actually use the origami again, which people remember oh. to become a, a favorite for me at the moment. So it's got you know, everything you'd expect from a pour over brew, brew through paper, so it's really clean, but actually it's a light coffee with really nice, clean flavors. So milk chocolate, not dark chocolate, um, a little bit of fruit. Um, I'm not sure what I would To me, I would say like there's a little apple there. Mm -hmm. It's very restrained. A little bit of kind of green apple, almost like kind of the peel or the, the smell of green apple rather than yeah. that kind of bright acidity. And I get that milk chocolate, but kind of almost moving into kind of creamy. For me, I've got down a kind of chocolate mousse. It is really into that kind of creamy, very silky texture as well. Yeah. It just drinks really easily, really nicely. And I think it's, it's an interesting one. I think this is a very Bolivian kind of coffee. It's very stereotypically almost Bolivian in that we talk about milk chocolate and Brazil, again, one we associate with lots of milk chocolate, but it's a very different kind of milk chocolate than what yeah. you get here. They both kind of taste milk chocolate. But this has got a kind of real lasting depth to it. I always think of Bolivian coffee as having this depth of flavor that always makes it feel like it's a bigger, bigger drink than it actually is. Yeah. Even when the texture is not super heavy, it kind of feels a bit like a hug. Yeah, and I think a little bit of that is we have the flavors. You, you can separate flavors and tastes. And I think there's some acidity here that isn't really flavored, it isn't one of those fruit notes, but it does raise the cup, so it's got a bit, bit of a sparkle to it. It just presents that milk chocolate in a different way. I think this is great. I'm really excited. Um, I'm also really excited because we're gonna have a lot more Bolivian coffees over the next few weeks and months, and they're all gonna be different. They're all gonna share characteristics with this, but they're all gonna push that kind of origin in a different direction, which is one of the, the challenges when you're working with Brazils. Brazilian coffees can be amazing, but there's quite a narrow window of, you know, a flavor range. Whereas with the Bolivians, you've got a slightly wider range of flavors, but they're all going to be the similar kind of texture quality. But then we've got different processes, a few experimental lots. Uh, it's going to be a fun few weeks. Yeah, and exactly. And this is exactly what Africa Cafe have been doing as part of that developing this specialty coffee is expanding the range of what flavors you can achieve with that land so that we as Coffee drinkers and coffee buyers can explore and enjoy a wider range of coffee and therefore hopefully buy more from them, which is great. It's the perfect circle. So, Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy this as much as we are. Please let us know in the comments. We're very much looking forward to hearing from you. We ready? Sure. We're just in sync, you see. We're just...